Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Some big plans for the WWE Network. Cody's lashings lead to ratings and... For Friday, February the 7th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. So yesterday was the quarter four WWE conference call to investors. And we're going to take a deep dive into some of the stuff that came out of that call and uh, some big developments going So yesterday was the WWE's quarter full call to investors. A lot of stuff came out of this. We're going to take a deep dive into everything that was discussed right now. So uh, an increase in operating income was announced of 87%, nearly at $100 million. This is due to an increase in the TV rights fees, obviously that big old deal with Fox for SmackDown is certainly helping that as well, as is NXT being on the USA Network. Uh, Also, the WWE Network subscriptions have suffered a drop once again. They're down 10% to 1.42 million. Uh, They're looking like an increase uh, for the next quarter, though, to 4.7. This is because it's WrestleMania season. This is where you'll see like a, a, a rise in network subscribers just in time to get WrestleMania for $9.99. We'll talk more on that a little bit later on. Uh, Some other highlights include yearly revenue uh, being at $960.4 million, which is a record for WWE. They've made a lot of money this year. Operating income uh, was at $116.5 million. Uh, The live event revenue for the quarter increased to $27.4 million, which is a great result, but down by $34.4 million based year on year. Uh, Now, this isn't anything to panic about. It's just because they didn't do a super show in Australia. So those shows make a ton of money. So when you don't do one, then you you see the you see the the dip on the graph year on year, and that is why um, year on year as well for live events the revenue has fallen uh, from 144 million to 125.6. Uh, this is being attributed to less shows, uh, 56 less shows in the past year as it happens, and also 
the lower average attendance. That lack of show in Australia as well would have also impacted that number too. Uh, average North American attendance, however, did increase. I know we've talked a lot about how difficult it, it seems to pack out these shows these days, but... The average show in America increased by 15% to 5,800. Average ticket prices of $57.13. The international attendance fell, which was a surprise. 4,100 with a 30% average ticket price to $84.26. I was surprised that international numbers fall. International is always where WWE does its best results. Uh, Quarterly consumer product revenue went up to $30.8 million, down from last year's $32.8 million, down just back a little bit on there. Year-on-year, uh, year also down uh, to $91.7 million from 2018's $102.6 million. Uh, this is down to, and, and this is no surprise if you follow Cultaholic and the wrestling world in general, uh, lower video game royalties. I wonder, I wonder why no one bought WWE 2K20. Uh, maybe because it was broken. Uh, also affecting the income this year uh, was the loss of the Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook Watch. Uh, it meant there was a $7 million decrease uh, in revenue under the other category. So whether this was either WWE saying this is something we don't want to run this year or more than likely, Facebook Watch probably weren't massively enamored with the numbers that Mix Match Challenge drew and maybe decided to not do one this year. But as a result of there not being one at all, there has been a dip. The yearly network revenue was also down. Obviously, we've lost subscriber numbers as well, but it's down to $184.6 million, which has dropped by about $10 million since 2018. Other little things that have come forward from this and things they're looking ahead to in 2020, uh, they are looking for more content distribution deals in the Middle East and India. Now, this has been discussed in previous quarters. In fact, uh, in the last quarter, they said they were very close to uh, signing a deal for TV for TV in the Middle East and India. And it looks like this is still something that is still being considered. And also looking ahead, to 2020 and onwards, uh, the evaluation of strategic strategic rather alternatives for the WWE Network. More on that, as I say, in a little bit. Uh, other things that came from this call that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, Vincent Mann said that uh, Barrios and Wilson leaving the company. Uh, that was that. Uh, I think it was last weekend where the very dramatic departure, it seems, of the two co-presidents of WWE. Now, according to Vince McMahon, that was due to differences in the vision of the execution of plans going forward. Uh, The company, however, Vince McMahon says, won't miss a beat. McMahon says, with regards to how they plan on replacing them, he says, I think in terms of changing or reimagining our culture and the way we do business, it's going to be far more inclusive. Quite frankly, with that, our strong management team currently going forward, attracting world-class individuals to our company. Who wouldn't want to work for WWE? I mean, come on, it's exciting. Not my words, the words of Vince McMahon. Uh, he was also asked about AEW and asked if uh, 
All Elite Wrestling turning up had changed anything for WWE and their approach to business. Vincent Mann said that it hasn't at all. WWE's focus remains on storylines and resolutions, and NXT continues to compete well against them. We'll get to the figures in a bit. Uh, also, uh, XFL came up in conversation, and on several occasions, Vince McMahon was very clear about saying that the XFL and the WWE are two separate companies entirely. There's, there's no money from one to another. They are separate entities altogether. Also, talent costs have increased as revenue has increased. Uh, they get a percentage of the money that comes in. Uh, Vincent Mann says, I'm very proud of this. And I'm sure the wrestlers are very happy for it as well. This is excellent. Now, the big thing that um, I certainly thought came out of this going forward is Vince McMahon talking about alternatives, strategic alternatives to the WWE network. It's come to pass that WWE has had advanced talks with major streaming pay-per-view providers about changing the WWE network quite dramatically. Um, when asked what he means by this, he discusses some transformative measures with the WWE network that could possibly lead to the big events of the year, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Su SummerSlam and Survivor Series being offered to other pay-per-view providers or OTT streaming services at a cost, which would mean that they would not feature on the WWE network. You would have to pay an alternative company in order to watch them. Vince McMahon says that if a change is indeed made to this system, it'll be announced in the next three months. The talks are quite far along and it could be happening sooner rather than later. Uh, Vince McMahon was asked about plans uh, for the network overall and he said there are a lot of options they are considering. He said there's no better time than as of right now to exercise the selling of our rights. Now, one of the speculative ideas that has been bounced around. I've heard this from a couple of outlets. And, and this hasn't been signed on the dotted line. There's been no confirmation of this. So take this with a pinch of salt. But this is all, or see this almost as, as a possibly a, a proof of concept or an example of what, uh, what could happen. Like there is talk that WWE, you know, there was speculation that WWE could potentially sell the rights to WrestleMania to Fox which would mean that Fox would air WrestleMania on their network the same way that they air the Super Bowl on their network. Same sort of thing. You wouldn't watch WrestleMania on the WWE network. You would watch it on the, one of the Fox platforms. And then presumably some international deals with other places as well. I presume BT Sport in the UK uh, they would, would get a, a kickback from that as well. But that's the sort of thing they're looking at. I think that the network numbers falling and uh, is a concern, but the, the impression from this call is that Vince McMahon isn't massively precious about the WWE network anymore. It's not that it's failed, but he's very aware that they've got assets that they could quite easily sell on and make a lot of money from. I mean, the, the idea of having WrestleMania for free, technically, on the WWE network is... It's certainly great for fans. It's certainly great for the audience. It's certainly great for us. 
But as a business, you're going, well, actually, this is quite a valuable product. We could probably sell it to another provider and make a big amount of money back. Could be a thing that happens. Uh, interim CFO Frank Riddick on the discussion of changes to the WWE Network says the devil is in the details and there is nothing that would stop them from selling rights to their major shows if they wanted to. Now, you only have to look at the numbers for WWE Network to realize that they're probably going to lean more towards this now than ever because as of the last quarter, WWE Network have 1.43 million subscribers, which is a drop of a tenth from the previous quarter. And even in the previous quarter, the number hadn't fared particularly well. Uh, and the revenue generated from the network was down $15 million as a result of that. The network is a great, is a great source, resource for wrestling fans. You know, we, you know, we, I love watching back old episodes of stuff and it's a 10 pounds a month. It's a bargain. You know, but WWE, I think, are now cottoning on to, actually, we could probably make a bit more money from this if we were a bit more savvy with it. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this. As Vincent Mann has said, any major changes to the WWE network of this caliber will be revealed in the next quarter. So we may see stuff start to uh, unfold as soon as WrestleMania 36. The ratings are in and it's pretty much the same as it ever was. AEW Dynamite once again defeating NXT on USA. Now, Dynamite had quite the hype around this episode as this was the episode which was built not around a wrestling match per se, but built around a segment that would see Cody getting 10 lashes from MJF. And as a result of this particular angle, eyes were very much drawn to AEW, ending the night averaging 928,000 viewers on TNT, up 25% from last week. This was particularly impressive because the impeachment hearings were on around the same time. And despite this, Dynamite finished 11th, which is a drop from last week, but up against the potential impeachment of Donald Trump. It did all right. NXT uh, averaged around 770,000 viewers at the same time, up on last week by about 8%. Uh, it was even with last week's show in terms of ratings, but climbed to 34th in overall cable TV ratings. It was another win for AEW on Wednesday. This seems to be the, the form thing of now. It seems with the odd occasion where NXT just clips up ahead, AEW just seems to be attracting uh, a, a big. Well, they're obviously attracting a bigger audience, but uh, they're retaining a bigger audience as well, which is the big difference maker. The Impact World Champion Tessa Blanchard took part in a media conference call yesterday, where she addressed the racial slur allegations from a few weeks back. So this is uh, a, this is Tessa Blanchard, who just the night before she became the Impact World Champion, put out a tweet that talked about how female wrestlers should help other female wrestlers and resulted in a barrage of tweets from multiple uh, wrestlers from around the world uh, who were accusing Tessa Blanchard of bullying and one particularly disturbing case in which Tessa Blanchard was using a racial slur against another, against a colleague. Uh, now, from that 
press conference. The question was asked about it. So Tessa Blanchard uh, answered the question. She said, some people, they look at social media and someone will make an accusation. Someone will say something and then everyone hops on the bandwagon. We've all got our own stories. There's a side of everyone's life that's public and a part that's private. There's a part for all the world to see and can be judged by anyone that's actually interested in it. And it's very unfortunate that some people resort to saying certain things, but it's just not true. To see your co-workers and to see your peers say things about you, some things that are just not true about you, it did hit me very hard. But I'm the kind of person who has extreme mental strength. Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer radio show was talking about Timothy Thatcher, who has shocked the wrestling world this week by signing with WWE. This did come as a shock because Timothy Thatcher's always been one of those guys that felt like was going to be like the, the leader of the independent circuit forever. It was just kind of what he did. He was very unapologetically uh, a professional wrestler. And you never thought he really fitted the WWE style, but it was announced on WWE Backstage by by, uh, by Ryan Satin that he had signed with WWE. Uh, Meltzer talks about this and says uh, the reason for Dave si- for, for Timothy Thatcher signing with WWE uh, is actually down to a lack of offers from Japan. Meltzer says that Thatcher had been trying to get a deal to wrestle in Japan for many, many years, but was never approached uh, by any of the promotions in Japan. It includes All Japan, Dragon Gate, and of course, New Japan. Uh, and they just didn't seem interested. And despite the fact that Japan weren't interested, WWE were. And it's come about that WWE have been trying to sign Timothy Thatcher for the better part of five years. Uh, he was uh, in very much in the good books with WWE after he was had a, a belt of a match with Chris Hero over WrestleMania 31 weekend. Since WrestleMania 31, WWE have been keen to invite Timothy Thatcher in. And I guess now he's reached a point where he's 36 years old and he's looking for something a bit more certain in his future. He's got a great reputation with Evolve, longest reigning Evolve champion. And I guess he thought, you know what, now's the time to sign. If Japan is not on the horizon, then maybe we sign with WWE. So where he goes from here will be interesting because I think there's a lot of mileage in sending him to NXT UK. Uh, there was obviously previous with himself and Volta in ring camp. The, the, the idea of the group that basically became Imperium in NXT UK. So there's some fun to be had with some Timothy Thatcher and Volta stuff in NXT UK. But hey, we will see. The Ruthless Aggression Era is getting its own documentary series that starts on Sunday, February the 16th on the WWE Network. This is going to be a series that, according to WWE.com, picks up where the Monday Night Wars docuseries left off. So we've left the Monday Night Wars. WCW is dead in the water. ECW is dead. And now heading into 2002, there's a, there's a call for something new in the wrestling world. And this was the birth of the Ruthless Aggression Era. And it was the Ruthless Aggression Era that gave us guys like John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar. And this series is going to document not just those guys, but the wrestling shows within WWE that defined the Ruthless Aggression era. It's going to be a really good series. And it starts on Sunday, February the 16th, and there'll be a new episode every single week. 
Sasha Banks was speaking on Corey Graves' After the Bell podcast. Uh, we haven't seen Sasha on TV in quite a while, and she sheds a bit of light on what may have happened there. She says, if you watched Friday Night Smackdown a couple of weeks ago, the evil unroll model, terrible mother Lacey Evans, tripped me backstage and she hurt my ankle. I can barely walk okay. It's terrible. I'm a person that always wants to be 125%. Right now, I'm just at 100. You guys just have to wait. Now, obviously, that feels a little bit storyliney, doesn't it? It certainly does. But uh, there is talk that Sasha Banks is legit injured, which is why we haven't seen her on WWE television for a while. And by the sounds of it, she could be back any week, to be perfectly honest. Congratulations to WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Oscar, who received her Silver Creator Award from YouTube this week. Uh, you can watch the video where she unboxes her her silver award plaque. It's beautiful. And if you haven't checked out Karna Chan TV yet, you absolutely need to. Asuka's just been killing time between storylines by setting up a YouTube channel where she makes sweets and she goes camping in her garden. She learns songs on the recorder. She plays some games. It's great fun. Karna Chan TV uh, winning a silver creator award from the YouTube Creator Awards program. From one YouTube channel to another, nicely done, Asuka. So Matt Riddle upsetting Brock Lesnar is one thing, but Matt Riddle upsetting Vince McMahon could be potentially career-threatening. This comes from Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. He says, The issues with Vince McMahon and Matt Riddle are due to his social media posts and challenges. Brock Lesnar doesn't like him for it, and Lesnar has tremendous pull with Vince. Vince also sees him as an outside guy and feels that Riddle has no respect for the hierarchy of the business by challenging Goldberg and Lesnar. Matt Riddle has ruffled quite a few feathers in WWE recently. I mean, it hasn't stopped him achieving things in NXT. He's, of course, one half of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners on NXT, uh, set to get a tag team title match at Portland next Sunday. Uh, Hopefully, Matt Riddle, Vince and Brock Lesnar can all sit down and sort their business out because I think Matt Riddle has got such potential in WWE. New Japan are talking about a summer show at Madison Square Garden. Now, nothing has been confirmed by this, but in the Wrestling Observer this week, uh, there is talk of an August date penciled in for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, this comes after the success they had when they ran New J- when they ran Madison Square Garden last time, a massive sellout crowd almost immediately before before even the tickets had had chance to dry. They were selling out the Madison Square Garden. They were selling out Madison Square Garden. Uh, Meltzer goes on to say, it is close to being sorted, but you still have the WWE component that at one point got the show shut down last year. The date wasn't finalized in time to announce it at the Dome on the 5th of January, but because New Japan did sell out in one day on the first time, MSG did not close the door on them for booking, even against the wishes of WWE. Of course, Madison Square Garden is the, the, the home of world wrestling entertainment and has been the home of uh, the company since it was the WWWF so they are keen to not let anybody else come and play in their house but if they're selling out Madison Square Garden's going to go yeah come back in again Three more rumoured names for the Impact Wrestling TNA Retro Show during WrestleMania week. This is really shaping up to be a really fun card. So we know already uh, that TNA legends like Amazing Red 
and the Aces and Eights. D'Lo Brown and Ken Anderson are going to be there. We know Chris Saban's going to be a part of it. Scott Steiner will be there. Petey Williams. Chris Harris will also be there as well. And a few rumors are doing the rounds that joining them will be a few non-wrestling personalities, including Mike Tanay. Uh, may or may not happen. Dixie Carter and Vince Russo. Now, the fear is that if they bring Russo in, it's going to lead to a negative atmosphere in the locker room at that particular show. But saying that, the idea of Vince McMahon, uh, Vince Russo rather, not Vince McMahon, the idea of Vince Russo being maybe put through a table or something could be quite the crowd pleaser on the night. We will see. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And finally, here's Bowling for Sue. Yeah, you remember Bowling for Sue. They're still a thing. I don't want to sound like they're not a thing anymore. Uh, but those are some of their uh, big hits from the early noughties, the bitch song, Girls All the Bad Guys Want, 1985, High School Never Ends. They released a new song today, and it's all about WWE's Alexa Bliss. It's just like a love letter to Alexa Bliss. It's beautiful. Take a listen. Why can't every girl be more like Alexa Bliss? That's available to download on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those sites today. I feel like I should get Bowling for Soup on Desert Island Graps. If they're wrestling fans, we should get them on. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? That'll do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News for Friday. Check out on the weekend over on the Cultaholic YouTube channel a brand new episode of what happened to that wrestler. It's not called that, of course, but it's Where Are They Now? And you'll see it on our YouTube channel over the weekend as well. It's, we, we, we lovingly call it What Happened to That Wrestler because Adam Pachisi does such a wonderful job singing the theme tune. That'll be on the Cold Holic YouTube channel over the weekend as well. And if you haven't had time to check it out yet, we have ranked every IWGP heavyweight champion from worst to best. The video is about an hour long, 
And if you've got a chilled out weekend ahead, maybe stick it on in the background. You'll be glad you did. Also on Sunday uh, on the Cultaholic podcast feed, uh, we have a brand new episode of Wrestling in the 20s. This is where uh, I'm taking a deep dive into the wrestling world at the dawn of the 1920s. And I'm going to tell you on Sunday about an infamous wrestling screw job that happened hundreds of miles away from Montreal. You'll hear all about it on Sunday. I will speak to you on Monday. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.